Aaron Schlein here, and you have landed on episode number five of the Dramatic Travels podcast. My featured guest today is Miss Jessica Parker from Travel Massive and TripWhisperer.nyc. You're really going to love this episode. Jessica and I had a really wonderful chat. She shares a lot of lessons from her lifetime of travel. And of course, she shares some very personal advice about how you can become a great traveler and an even more amazing human being, more amazing than you already are, if that's possible. So cue up the announcer. Let's fire up the theme music. Off we go. You have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life-changing travel. This is Dramatic Travels. Is your business working to attract family travelers but struggling to find success? I'm creating an online community to help travel brands like yours build profitable and resilient businesses by understanding the unique desires of family travelers and providing them with life-changing experiences and incredible value. For more information, please visit growmytravelbusiness.com. That's growmytravelbusiness.com. Dramatic Travels family, I am pleased to introduce you to my featured guest today, Jessica Parker. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? You ready to rock with us today? I am. Let's do it. Excellent. Jessica is a travel public relations, marketing, and event specialist. She is the North America coordinator for the global community Travel Massive, where she consults for many clients in the industry through Trip Whisperer Petite PR. Jessica, that's the uh, that's your official bio. Please take a minute, expand on that, and tell us about your world. Yeah, of course. I, as you were saying, I've been working in the travel industry for about 10 years in all different capacities and different destinations, airlines, hotels. And in the last few years, I've been consulting and freelancing and then also uh, picking up even more with Travel Massive, which has been such a wonderful growing community and actually connected us today. So uh, it's all nice, small worlds, cool connections that I love most about the travel community. Yes, excellent plug early on for Travel Massive. That is how Jessica and I connected. And we'll be, we'll be talking more about that as the interview progresses. But Jessica, I want to start with you at the very beginning of your travel experience. Tell me about your earliest travel memory. Sure. Yeah. As a kid growing up, my family, big on road trips, we would pack up and go to grandma in Wisconsin coming from with Philadelphia area. And so we just became really accustomed to doing a lot of road trips. And uh, one summer when I was about eight years old, we took off for about five weeks, uh, went all around the United States. And now at this point, I've been to 46 states uh, as a result of my parents road tripping. Uh, and on that particular trip, I feel like there's a lot of big memories that stuck with me and my parents you know, had us research where we were going and um, some educational things along the way. And we stopped at different points. I also was really big into horseback riding. And so I just remember we did a really awesome horseback riding trip uh, down in the Canyon de Chez in Arizona in the Navajo reservation that I'll never forget. Um, and I had a horse, a pony actually named Whirlpool. And we went riding through the riverbed next to the cliffs with the ruins um, from the previous generations. And it was really awesome and fascinating. And I never forget it. And obviously I remember the name of my horse. Um, so some of those like major memories really stuck with me uh, at a young age. And, and that was just in the US alone. And I know a lot of people think when they travel, it's far flung, you know, you know, 
foreign countries and all that, but there's so much happening, at least here in the U.S. too, that really opened my eyes to you know plenty of other things out there. And you don't remember the name of a horse all these years later, unless it was an emotional memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whirlpool. <laughs> so real quick, and I'm sure you know the answer to this. What are those four states you haven't visited? Uh, yes, Hawaii, Alaska, Nebraska, and North Dakota. All right, let's check those off the list soon, huh? I know, I'm working on it. <laughs> Jessica, tell us about a specific person in your life who inspired you to become the traveler you are today and really help us get to know this person and what they did to inspire you. Well, it's it's two people. It's my parents. Um, probably more so my mom, I guess, because uh, she always regaled me with stories of when they traveled. And uh, also, uh, her she's second generation uh, American, and uh, Switzerland is where my her side of the family is from. So we always talk about stories of where they were from. Uh, they, my parents, also got married and uh, you know went and short leased, term leased a car in Europe and went with all the money that they have, which wasn't much, but they backpacked all around Europe. And she always just kind of instilled these kind of cool stories and not limiting where I could go or what I could potentially do. And that it was, you know, the opportunity was in front of me that I should take it. Um, so I was very fortunate in that. So I think always all along since a little kid, you know, my parents have really kind of also rooted back and same thing with the U S travel is, is how we all kind of came to be here and also how native Americans were here before us, all that stuff. So it always was just kind of instilled at a young age as well. So what well, would you say that your mother's European upbringing or, or background, excuse me, had, had an impact on their desire to travel? Cause I found in, in general, I'm not, I don't want to overgeneralize Americans, but I feel like Europeans in general find, you know, find traveling more part of everyday life as opposed to Americans. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I mean, my parents, my mom specifically kind of came up from a poor upgrade background. So she, I mean, didn't have the means to travel until a little bit older, but just at home, uh, people speaking Swiss, Swiss Deutsch, um, you know, and having that back and forth and things like that, I think probably inspired her. And then she went to university of Wisconsin, which is a very international school. Um, and then I live outside of just outside of Philadelphia where I'm from. And it's so international here. I mean, when I played on sports teams like soccer, I was playing with real Africans, real Indians and Asians from all over the world. And that was just my best friend growing up and still to this day of many, many years is from Afghanistan. She's Persian. So, uh, and my parents made a point to keep us in a very diverse neighborhood versus, you know, trying to move out further, which I do find, um, you know, segregates us. And I, I think my parents loved it that I was so ingrained with different cultures and had friends from all over that she's like, I cannot even pronounce her last name. And as a, like a five-year-old in kindergarten, I'm the fault, you know, the phone chain when you have to call the moms and the schools out and, and all of them are like hung bin and all different last names from everywhere. That was just kind of normal to me. So it was, it was kind of interesting. So that was kind of just from Philadelphia area um, that kind of had that impression on me too. And people like your parents, Jessica, these are the type of people that, that I really want to share their story. So thank you for sharing the, the impact that your parents had on you and Dramatic Travels family over at DramaticTravels.com slash legends. I'm building a legends wall where we can share more stories about people like Jessica's parents, inspiring travelers who we would like to honor and really share their stories so they can continue to inspire others for years to come. Jessica, you don't travel as much as you have without some low moments. Can you tell us about a low moment in your travel, something that really rocked you and paint us a picture and tell us what you learned? Um, 
I was struggling with this question because I knew it was coming. Um, I mean, I surely, as a female, I think it is important not to cause fear because I think, um, and, and this is a big conversation that's obviously taking place all over in all industries with sexual assault. Um, it's happened to me. It happened to me into a safe neighborhood in Madrid when I was studying abroad. Um, but when I think about it and overcame that situation, I realized it can happen anywhere. It can happen in your own home. It can happen abroad. So to to not let that stop you from going out and traveling either solo or finding another girlfriend that wants to travel with you. Or nowadays there's so many opportunities where like, whoa, travel, all these like female inspiring groups, yoga retreats, places where people are actually have similar interests. Uh, you don't have to be best friends before, but you usually walk away with a best friend or pen pal from other areas and friends from all over the world. I think that's really important for female travelers, but I didn't want to go too dark, but you know, that's something that happened to me, but I realized that it can really happen anywhere. Um, and that just in general, finding like-minded people to partner up with and travel, um, can also help you feel safer wherever you may be. No doubt. And that is truly a powerful story so far. That's, that's the most powerful low moment that I've, I've encountered here on the dramatic travels podcast. And I really want to salute you for sharing that and getting it out there in the world. Not just that it happened, but that you were able to overcome it, find ways to wait ways to ways to continue traveling and to be able to mitigate that fear and that risk and that's that's absolutely huge because there are so many things that people can and are afraid of in this world that might preclude them from traveling and for you to share a story that powerful that can inspire anyone to to get out there and and, and see the world and overcome those fears then then i consider it a win thanks so much for sharing that story jessica Let's leave, let's leave that behind for, for now and turn to the other extreme. Tell us about one of your most, no, not one of your most, tell us about your most inspirational travel moment. Can you just take us there into that moment? Yeah. So I, this is, uh, I think it was about 21 actually. And, um, my brother was based in Malawi in the Peace Corps for about two years and my parents wanted to go visit. And this would be my first time going to Africa and, uh, I've learned about it in class and seen photos and this and that, but it was now real because I was going to get a chance to go. So we went for a month and visited him. And because he'd been based there for two years, uh, he really worked out in the remote areas with the locals and was a teacher. And uh, one of his students uh, lived with him and he you know, hired him, gave him employment, but also was teaching as well and helping him with all sorts of at-home stuff. So anyway, when we came to visit, we went down to uh, Yassine, uh, the student's house, and his, where his actually grew up, where his family was, and it was way even further out into the sticks. Uh, so when we got there, we were the first white people, I think, that they'd ever really actually seen and encountered because they grew up within this small area. And it was kind of a shock to them. I also have red hair. You can't see me. So that also is another shock that there's really not anybody with red hair around. Probably more uh, shocking than blonde hair. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we just sat around uh, with a lot of the girls my age, uh, and they all had several kids, and they were adults. I mean, and I was 21. And to me, I'm not an adult yet, really. You know, I haven't even graduated college yet. And they were actually giggling because, like, How, what are you doing about kids and stuff? You're old. <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, we're living in such different worlds and perspectives and progressions in life and what's important. And it just kind of blew my mind. And then as we were leaving, the uh, Yassine's mom gave us a, a live chicken. And it's 
we were like, oh gosh, we have to take this lot of chicken because it's disrespectful to not, like it was her giving thanks to us. Um, we felt we didn't want to take away something that was, you know, something that they could use more than us, but we were like, out of respect, we just have to take the chicken. And what room of your house does that chicken live in today? Um, I don't want to turn it dark, but we did eat that chicken later on that night. But, um, karma beat me beforehand because that chicken did take a crap on my bag. So I guess I deserve that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we, we did end up eating it and, and we didn't want to put it to waste and we were very grateful, but it was uh, more the perspective that I was grateful for, um, being around that circle of people and seeing it just what their life was like. And, um, yeah. And then the little baby girl cried because I think she was just terrified of my red hair. But <laughs> but other than that, it was a really profound experience of being way out there um, and really experiencing uh, and seeing for firsthand of what it's like. Isn't it remarkable how you can be in such an unbelievably foreign environment and they're the ones that are afraid of you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I came into their area there, you know, and I flip side, it's like how much they could feel the same way. Um, but yeah, it's definitely really an interesting experience. And I, I love going to Africa. I've gone back several times, many countries. So um, it's definitely inspired me to keep going back because there's so much to see on that continent for real. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So let's turn to let's turn to what you do for a living, Jessica. Share with the audience, what exactly is Travel Massive? Yeah, so Travel Massive started about gosh, I want to say almost eight years ago. And it was kind of a fluke. Uh, our founder is a uh, Tasmanian. He was living in Sydney and he just wanted to get together with some travel people and wanted to connect. And so we just invited some people out and they met up and then they said, let's do this again. So it just kind of in Sydney, they had a few meetups and then two of the people from that kind of meetup group went off. One went back to Toronto, one went back to London and they were like, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to do this back in our perspective cities. And he was like, yeah, go for it. And he just didn't think much of it. Like, of course, I think it's a great idea. Keep doing it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I think originally it was like travel tribe. And then all of a sudden they get a new name to it. Cause there was something else existing. So it was travel massive and that stuck. And then everyone started just, it snowballed. Everyone went back to their cities and they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. So it's funny how, you know, people are all going online with everything, but it seems like there's still a major thirst to meet up with people in person and have great connections. And I think the travel industry as a whole is quite friendly and open with sharing things and inspiring others. So it just, yeah, it snowballed. I think we're in 160 cities now, um, which we call chapters. Uh, there's 37,000 members, 13,000 in North America. And I work um, a lot on the New York, New York one, cause that's where I'm based uh, most of the time. And we have a lot of great, great events. A lot of people turn up and, um, and, and that I got involved mostly because I was in PR and I was really trying to make connections and make my job easier and, and you know, make partnerships or speak, speak with media and all that stuff. So I got involved, I think, maybe five years ago just as a sponsor. And then I became um, obviously heavily involved, but it's been great. So um, I really enjoy um, all the people that I've come across uh, as a result of it. Well, being the North American coordinator, that sounds like a big job. You tell us a little bit about what you do exactly. Yeah. So with what we've learned from New York City, and obviously we're, we're blessed with a lot of media and, and companies that are based there, uh, taking a lot of those learnings and people that we've engaged with or sponsors that can help us get things off the ground in other cities. We have a lot of other big cities that do great regular events as well as Toronto is a, a major 
city, obviously being one of the, the second or third chapters. Um, LA is really large, San Francisco. Um, we have some bubbling up in Chicago, Philadelphia and things like that. So people just want to get involved and have stuff in their local cities. So I do my best to work with all the chapter leaders and give them my two cents on how to make it more successful and get more out of it and bring people out and engage people uh, from what I learned and throwing events and going to conferences. So, and most of the people, they're chapter leaders for a reason because they're, they're a connector, they're outgoing, they're, they really interested in meeting other people. And it takes a certain person to really kind of bootstrap it and get people together and um, be consistent too. So um, my hats off always to these chapter leaders that are pretty awesome in each of their cities. <laughs> Your hat should always be off with that red hair, Jessica. <laughs> so, so I'm in Sacramento and I'm in the the San Francisco chapter because that's the closest one to me. It's a hundred miles away, but maybe someday I'm going to be that connector and Sacramento is going to own its own travel massive chapter. Be on the yeah. lookout. Yeah. So, all right, Jessica. So we're going to step aside just for a minute and we're going to, I'm going to introduce the audience to our uh, nonprofit partner and we'll be right back with Jessica Parker. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of socioeconomic status. I believe this to be true. And so does flight. Flight is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. Flight was founded in 2015 by travel author and blogger Matthew Kepnes, better known as Nomadic Matt. Flight works with students in underserved communities to promote the benefits of travel, education, and cultural awareness through the creation, funding, and management of overseas trips. Since 2015, Flight has sent three groups of students to Mexico, Cuba, and Ecuador, and they're in the process of selecting their next school partner for a trip this coming summer. Flight was built with the support of donors who believe that travel can positively change the trajectory of one's life and create more well-informed global citizens. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com forward slash flight. There you can find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. Now flight is spelled F-L-Y-T-E. So that address again is DramaticTravels.com forward slash F-L-Y-T-E. That's DramaticTravels.com forward slash flight. Do you have a travel-related business that's working hard to attract family travelers but struggling to find success? Family travel is growing rapidly as more and more parents and grandparents recognize the importance of introducing children to different cultures and experiences. Your business can absolutely thrive in today's vibrant family travel culture, but you can't do it alone. That's why I'm creating an online community to help travel brands like yours build profitable and resilient businesses by understanding the unique desires of family travelers and providing them with life-changing experiences and incredible value. As a member of this community, you can expect actionable feedback on your products and services from a thriving community of family travelers. You'll also enjoy exclusive access to valuable industry support, education, and cutting-edge business tools. Memberships in this community are still available. Of course they are. Why else would I be recording this promo? But space is extremely limited. So if serving family travelers is important to your business, start by visiting growmytravelbusiness.com and sign up for a free live webinar where you'll learn seven keys to building a successful family travel business. This webinar is value packed and totally free. That address again is growmytravelbusiness.com. That's growmytravelbusiness.com. 
Travelsfamily.com. All right, Dramatic Travels family, we're back with Jessica Parker from Travel Massive. And please turn up your earbuds, turn up your headphones. It's time to pay attention because Jessica is about to teach some lessons. Jessica, how do you best capture your travel memories and give us a tip on how to use that method effectively? Sure. I would say journaling or keeping notes of where you go is a great way to reflect later on and also not forget. I always say them, oh, this is so memorable. I'll never forget. But you know, a couple months later, you go to another destination, you're doing other things and you forget. So uh, I do my best of uh, writing things down. Obviously, being that my cell phone is attached to my hip, it's easier for me to drop it in notes um, and label where I've been, but also use it. And this, I was kind of upset when Foursquare and um, Swarm became two, but I still use Swarm actually to check into a lot of places uh, just so I can go back and search whenever people ask me for tips of like, oh, what restaurant did you go to? What bar? You know, I'll usually just try to check in. And then that's a great way for me to keep tabs on where I had been. Um, and I also have a couple of friends that use those kind of lists that I can follow. Oh, I saw your trip. I just go on to their, you know, my friend Cynthia Drescher does it all the time. I go on uh, and check her lists and okay, great. I'm going to go try to check those out. And I put it on my Google. I just make these flags all over um, wherever city I want to go or I see something on Instagram. I go over to Google and I just like flag it like one to go. So like my maps highlighted green everywhere. Um, and I did that a lot actually in um, for Beirut since my boyfriend is based there and I was, Playing on going there, I just started looking at all the articles that I could find, any information I started flagging it. So when I'm nearby anything, oh, great, there's the place that I wanted to go to. And I use that as a great way to keep uh, keep tabs on what I want to see um, or do research. Excellent. Now, Dramatic Travels family, Jessica just dropped a bunch of incredible resources. Don't worry about writing them down now. Uh, just head over to uh, DramaticTravels.com after we're done talking to Jessica today, and I'm going to have all those resources she listed with links to everything right there on the page. Just go to DramaticTravels.com and use the search bar at the top and just type in Jessica. You're going to go right to her show notes page. All those resources she just listed off are going to be right there for you to enjoy and use. So Jessica, what is a specific lesson or skill you learned in your travels that helps you navigate everyday life? I would say problem solving, uh, because in travel, even if you really plan all the way down to the finest detail, there's always something that kind of comes up that you have to just navigate and figure out and just try to keep a calm head about things because the more stressed out you get, the less likely it's going to help. And then also I always find when you're in the midst of something, you know, kindness always gets you so much further. So yeah, just and using local resources. And, and when you're showing kindness and empathy and, and people empathize with you, actually, um, you know, that really helps get you further and also helps you connect with people. And they realize on the human side, this person needs my help. And a lot of people like helping others. I mean, say in New York, where everyone thinks we're all very, you know, too busy to help and stuff. But I'd say that we as soon as we see someone with a map, we like going over to help them. And, and that's something that you kind of see um, when you work with people and show emotion and show that you need help. Uh, other people really do like to help and it shows the good side in people. Yep. And kindness, kindness doesn't take a day off. Doesn't matter if you're traveling or at home. Kindness is key. Kindness goes an, an incredibly long way. Yeah, I've trained yeah. my kids since they were babies 
said, kindness is number one. We just repeat that to him. Kindness is number one. Kindness is number one. And then today you ask him, it's kind of robotic now because they're so programmed. You say, what's number one? <laughs> kindness. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's adorable. <laughs> and I hope that that, I hope that that carries with them when they get a little older. That's a great lesson. Yeah. And problem solving. You, can, you can't ever have too much problem solving. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that, Jessica. And just mm-hmm. when you get out there in this world, there's lessons to learn things you didn't even things you never knew things you never knew you wanted to know and travel can travel can fill those gaps and really enrich your life in a way that's really difficult to describe. But the dramatic travels podcast exists so we can try to describe that and inspire you to inspire yourself, inspire the young people in your lives. Jessica recommend to the dramatic travels family, a travel related book and tell us why it's so special to you. Uh, I have this book that I really uh, love, The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. It's uh, this gentleman owns a bookshop and a floating barge in Paris, and he uh, prescribes books as kind of a means of therapy. Uh, people come in, oh, I want this book, but he listens to their stories and is like, actually, you want this book. And he gives it, and people, you know, they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, my life has changed, or I, it felt it hit me at that moment at the right time and it was kind of like therapeutic for them um but it's a great um he also has a bit of a love story as well and it's very cute and uh, i just think it's nice enjoyment like beach book and things like that or something on the road i think it's great and um i'm also passionate about potentially buying a houseboat myself because my aunt and uncle did this bought a barge in the 80s and lived on it and went through the canals of europe for a couple of years and then sold it back. And I'm actually in per- hot pursuit of a house Dutch house barge boat uh, right now to have as a and b um, at some point in Europe. So it inspired me even more <laughs> for this dream. Well, definitely let me know when you find that barge and open that B&B because <laughs> I want to be one of your very, very first guests. Absolutely. So one, more t- one more time, Jessica, the author and title of the book. The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. Little Paris Bookshop. And again, Dramatic Travels family, that's going to be on the show notes page after the show. No need to write it down now. Jessica, can you share a gadget, a tool or a resource you use on every trip that makes it better? Uh, I mean, I usually when I'm traveling, I usually use Google Docs and I drop in uh, a lot of stuff because then I also, whomever I'm tra- like traveling with, I can share that document and we can add and enter uh, information in things, articles that inspired us and that we should consider places to go. Uh, I know it seems like I'm plugging Google a lot, but it's just it's great for sharing and it's easy. Uh, and, and you can drop in all different types of, you know, assets, whether they're video or photos and links, and you can comment all at the same time. So it, it's nice to have that, especially on the road. And you can open that up um, when you're on the go and check back in or share what's the budget and you get back and it's, it's just helpful to have this kind of shared documents, but there's other things and services out there. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, that always makes it a little bit smoother. Google does not want you to be able to think of any others off the top of your head. Brainwash, brainwash. But you know what? I'm with you. They are King. I use so many of their services and you know, you just can't beat them. And when you got a high quality product, you get to rule the world. Right. (laughs) So Jessica, share a piece of advice with parents who are hoping to inspire their children to travel the way your parents inspired you. Yeah, I, I say that whenever they first start talking about travel, uh, I would say always never limit their ideas and, and go get guidebooks and 
have maps in their bedrooms and things like that and tell stories from other places. I think um, fostering that inspiration and imagination is great. I know uh, personally, I mean, I came from, I'll admit it, um, privilege. I mean, I, I was lucky enough that my parents made it a point to have us travel and things like that. And not everyone does, but finding ways to just inspire that. And then at some point, find ways if you need help navigating, trying to budget travel. You know, there are experts out there. I think um, travel agents are very underrated, uh, but they're really good. At, if you say, this is my budget, can you please help me? They want to get you places, but they also want to tell you places that you never thought of. Because I say within my inner circle, in in my travel world, everyone's traveled so much. When I look at my general Facebook wall of friends, I see that they haven't traveled that much, but they look to me as kind of an expert and um, as someone who posts about travel at work and travel. So they come to me and I get really inspired when they come to me and ask me like, okay, I really don't have a lot of money. And I'm like, hey, it actually sometimes doesn't cost that much. It depends on how you use it, where you want to splurge, where you don't. Do you really want to go here? There's also these alternatives that are close by and less expensive. So I think looking for these resources, uh, there's something called the Family Travel Association, which is um, a consortium of family travel experts, bloggers, writers, and it's meant to be a resource for parents who feel like, wow, travel is really out of my reach, or at least I can only do one trip maybe every few years at these people are there because they want to inspire you to go more places and take your dollar further. So, um, don't feel like you can't go anywhere. Even if it's, you don't have to go really far away. You don't have to go to Disney. You don't have to go to only specific places. There's so much more. And I think a lot of people, cause the internet is just a vast mass of information that people are overwhelmed and they start, um, getting, overwhelming, then it takes them off the track of trying to make it happen. Um, and it becomes really challenging for parents, I can imagine. So, and I'm not one, but I can only, from my parents' perspective, what they told me and you're a parent as well. So I can, it's a lot. Yeah. And never underestimate the power of what you can see in your own hometown. That's one thing that I, I talk about with people all the time. So many of the the types of experiences you can get around the world, you can get in your own ta- own hometown if you have the right mindset. And Another thing that just taking those those weekend trips or those day trips, exploring new areas, you know, in your immediate surroundings, it helps keep travel top of mind. And that's one piece of advice I, I try to give people who come to me and say, "Look, I just can't, you know, I can't travel. I don't have, I don't know how. I don't have the money. I don't know how to. I don't have a plan." I say, first thing, keep travel top of mind. Think about it. Talk about it. Share your ideas. Share your your travel goals with your friends and family. Put it out there in the world, and then that is going to be really the leaping off point. You're going to, things are going to start to happen. You're going to start, those plans are going to reveal themselves, but you got to want to do it and you got to keep travel top of mind. There's so much noise that comes into everyday life. I, I, it happens to me all the time and you forget about what's important. So if the travel is important to you, keep it top of mind and go forward. Aaron, there's a tool that I would say um, is really good for like budgeting is mint. It connects with all your different expenses. And if you want to set a goal, it helps you kind of find pockets and savings and stuff. And I actually use that a lot um, to see where I'm spending the most, where I can cut back. And obviously my priority is always travel. (laughs) But um, if you have that goal in there, you start to realize where you can find the money and stuff. And I think it keeps tabs on things. So that's some tool that I like to use to help me um, think about how much I want to spend on the next trip or what I need um, and where to find that money. Yep. If travel is your goal, use 
there's tools out there to make it happen. Tools like Mint. We're going to link that again up in the show notes page. I want you guys to have all these resources that Jessica's been dropping today because there's been there's been so many. And Jessica, you've really made a a huge impact. I hope on everyone listening out there provided some inspiration. Uh, before we go, why don't you tell the Dramatic Travels family real quick about how they can learn more about you, about Jessica Parker, and where they can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. I've been a little delinquent on posting a lot of content on my own site, but it's www.tripwhisper.nyc. So posting about my travels and I'll be more active on that, but you can also find me on LinkedIn and or Jessica Parker and then Travel Massive is an industry uh, networking uh, platform. Uh, So usually people who are in the industry will interact on there, but it surely can provide some means of inspiration, especially if people are looking to break into the industry and what kind of travel jobs are out there. I would say it's a great resource too. Excellent, Jessica. Well, thank you so much. And Dramatic Travels family, say hi to Jessica. Again, that's tripwhisperer.nyc. And Jessica, thanks so much for, for sharing your story with us, for inspiring us all. And I hope you have a really great day. Thanks so much, Jessica. You too. Thanks, Aaron. All right, my friends, that does it for another episode of the Dramatic Travels podcast. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Jessica Parker. And now that the show's over, it's time to head to DramaticTravels.com and check out the show notes from this episode and every episode. Got a lot of cool stuff going on over there at DramaticTravels.com. So I'd love for you to subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss a moment. And remember, my friends, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. So put some emotion in your motion.